Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. Welcome to the podcast. Today's June 12th. This week I'm celebrating the emeralds quilt that I made last year in time for my Jubilee birthday. And that is the 50th birthday. I needed something to celebrate the event. I had gone through a lot of the quilts that I have that were given to me. And I realized that we made quilts many times to celebrate events. Babies. I have a quilt from my great-grandmother who made that quilt for me when I was born. There's quilts in my stash of things that need to be done for upcoming weddings. And I realized I wanted to make one to celebrate my birthday. I've made quilts for myself just because I like the fabric and I wanted to try the pattern, but this was different. This was a quilt that was something I had seen in a quilting magazine, a pattern called Emeralds. Emeralds is my birthstone and I have always loved green. So this really was the perfect quilt. I followed the pattern from start to finish, which is something that's hard for me to do sometimes, and it turned out wonderfully. Um, lots of things happened after I finished the quilt. I think probably in about January, February this year, I had a lot of work to do, and then on my birthday this year for my 51st, I was going to load it and quilt it. Well, it took a couple of weeks, and the final stitch on the long arm was placed today. I, not today, this week, I have a lot of threads to bury because I decided I wanted to do some straight line quilting with the ruler which I need some work on but I wanted it to look faceted and sparkly like stones. Um, I just finished doing the machine quilting blog hop and I really fell in love with Angela Walter's boomerangs and I thought those big V's echoing each other would look great around the rolling stone block which is what the emeralds is on point and then in the little pieces in the corner the little economy squares or diamond in a square block I freehanded some orange peels tiny orange peels with a big asterisk type star and I think it made it look really sparkly the setting triangles I did a paisley overall for a background stitch and it does look sparkly and I really really like it I'm going to put a picture on today's show notes so you can see both close up what it looks like and um, the overall picture some of my lines were wobbly on the ruler I had moments where I didn't um, feel as good as I thought I did. I had some problems with my ear and some other health things that were happening. But overall, the learning curve, by the time I got to the end of the quilt, I felt like I knew what I was doing. I had a smoother um, go of it. And I also learned that I need a shorter ruler. So when I go to AQS in August, I'm going to get a 10-inch ruler for the long arm because the one I have is like 18 inches or longer. And it's just way too big for the throat space that I have and it really is too 
big to keep it secure. And that's when I started having wobbles because it was catching on the um, roller bar. So my Emeralds quilt is done. Now, it's got a million threads and it's 90 degrees. It probably won't get bound and all the threads buried until it cools off. Maybe may even wait till the fall, but in my book it's done. So that leads me to where am I going with my projects? Well, since this one was done and I only had a couple days before I'm leaving town for a week, I didn't want to roll a new quilt on the frame. They just get really wrinkly when they're um, sitting on the frame and I worry about them stretching out of shape. So I went through my studio space, aka the spare bedroom, um, and I was trying to take inventory of what I have that I need to finish. And I have nine quilts of my own, so I'm making progress. I'm pretty happy about that. I prepped one so that when I get back I can load it. And here I have two customer quilts, and a drawer full of test blocks and UFO. You know, they were just orphan blocks. They were not intended for much of anything. Those I will make as I go into fun little quilts and um, will probably be given to quilts for cure because some of them are adorable little um, kids types of blocks from when I did pattern testing. Then I went through and I looked at all the um, yarn of the month kits that I still have from... A year and a half ago and I have at least six at least six um in that bag so I decided this week instead of jumping on a bunch of new things when I only have a couple days I'm working on knitting and I found a tatted edge UFO that I'm working on and then I'm going to keep working on those things um, as my portable projects. I cannot do hand sewing with my fingers and having joint problems. And I'm also trying to avoid any sharp needles on my hands because um, I have to confess I've been recently diagnosed of having um, er, you know, early diabetes. And I poked my finger and I got a horrible infection. And that sent me off on a three-week um tailspin. So I'm avoiding sharp pokey needles um, for hand sewing. When I bury threads, I have a better process. And so I'm not finding that I'm poking myself as much. But anyway, I'd like to hear from other people who have, um, I have arthritis in my hands and all that stuff too. But how do you deal with some of these things? Um, I'm looking at um, wearing thimbles more and I bought some very nice tulip needles and that seems to eliminate some of my problems. So yeah, we have to adapt as we get older and I'm going to quote my grandmother that um, growing older is no shame in it. However, it is mighty inconvenient. Quote unquote, that was my great grandmother who lived to be a hundred. Um, so that's where I'm at. Now I have loads and loads of quilts to make for dedicated projects that will start up when I get back. And I'm excited about um, really the things coming up in the future, which I will talk about more when they get here. But that leaves July is always my month where I feel like I'm kind of in the in-between limbo. It's too hot to do a lot of heavy things on my lap with a quilt or even big heavy wool projects for knitting or anything like that. And where do I go? So that's when I brought out the lace work and I'm working on a edging that's made out of a heavier DMC. Um, it's not quite as heavy as pearl cotton, but I spent um, a money on a quilt shop quality um, hand towel linen that was being sold by the yard. 
And my whole goal when I bought that was to cut it into kitchen towel size and make, uh, make them fancy with some tatted edgings. And, you know, they could be used as table runners or they could be used as um, just pretties to hang on the towel bar and tell um, everyone in the universe not to really use them. Yes, I have a lot of tea towels that I do that with. I know it's crazy, but I like having um, occasionally, it's a modern looking linen. It's, you know, a neutral white in the background, but it has stripes on the border on the edge and they are lime green and a aqua blue my kitchen is the celadon blue or the color of a old mason jar and i thought this would look really nice in there with my scottish and irish tea towels that i have that are on the refrigerator door and you know things to decorate it up but put your grubby hands on the old yucky towel on the counter <laughs> do you do that too uh, i have my good towels and i have my um everyday towels so that's been a fun thing to work on and i can work on it slowly and deliberately and because you know too much of any repetitive motion um, leads to a flare-up of carpal tunnel and um, flare-up of achy joints so i caution anyone who's younger don't overdo it on your hands because you'll pay for it later um carpal tunnel problems is a real problem and so is overdoing your joints so pick it up work it for a while and then put it down the thing is um finishing i'm a finisher so when i find things like i tucked this away a few months ago and then i kind of forgot about it and i realized oh yeah i want to finish that it will get finished um i only have one long ufo and that was that counter cross stitch thing so uh, we won't talk about that so the funny part of counter cross stitch is a good segue into um I'm going to go visit my daughter and she's interested in learning counted cross stitch because she saw some cute um, little hoops that have sayings and flowers and things stitched in them. But she um, wanted to learn how to do it. So I thought, oh yeah, I can teach you how to do a counted cross stitch. And she goes, however, I don't want it to be like that Santa Claus, <laughs> which was my 20 year UFO. So we're going to pick a simple project with only a few color threads so that she can start um, with three little kids running around. She doesn't have time to be doing a um, eight by 10, 7,000 color thing. Besides this the whole point of these are cute and simple and clean and modern. So um, I'm gonna teach her how to do kind of cross stitch. She already knows how to knit um, crocheting, maybe something she'll wanna learn at some point. And who knows when her kids are older, um, she may have an interest in quilting. So that will be my week next week will be knitting with and teaching her how to cross stitch and spending time with her family. Well, summer has sure flown by already, and the update is July um, has one Highland game that I'm going to miss because of my visit, but August through mid-September is a runaway freight train with Highland games, Celtic festivals, Renaissance festivals, which a lot of these, lot of these have um, Highland games that my husband will be part of. I will be doing a lot of walking and being outside, which if you know me at all, um, that's as close to camping 
as I get is going to these festivals and then going to a hotel at the end of the day to sleep. So we have lots of fun things to look forward to. So I've been taking this time besides the yarn projects as I decided I had a beautiful piece of batik that was given to me that is aqua and teal with some yellow abstract and some more non-abstract flowers on it but it's pretty modern and I've always wanted to have a bunting and I saw the every bed and breakfast I went to in Scotland a few years ago had buntings everywhere and I know they're immensely popular in some parts of the world and I wanted one I have one hideously ugly ceiling and that happens to be in my sewing room. It's the old drop ceiling and um, a few years ago we decided we wanted to take it down only we lifted the tiles and realized it was covering a multitude of ugliness and work. So we just put it right back and we've left the drop ceiling in there because that was at one time a office type room. So I thought I want to cover up that drop ceiling that is not going anywhere because the work is just incredible that needs to be done underneath it. When you live in a hundred year old home, every once in a while you have these grand ideas. Hey, we're just going to do this simple fix. And you open it up and you go, okay, now I know why it is this way because it is not a simple fix. And I have to say, I got my serger out and I made a whole bunch of things on for my daughter, she wanted some hand towels made out of bird's eye cotton, and I used quilting cotton scraps on the back, and I surged the edges for replacement for paper towels and some napkins. While I was on a roll with the serger, I figured how to get that thing threaded finally after owning it for a couple of years and struggling. I, I got off the struggle bus and I was able to um, get that threaded. I changed spools of thread even. I'm very proud of myself and if you um, don't know me I get very frustrated with mechanical things and the serger the reason it was sold by my friend at a yard sale was because of the difficulty threading it. I made a bunting. I had an equilateral triangle ruler from a while ago and and you know what I hate is when you buy a ruler, this is another side note, don't you hate it when you buy a ruler, you spend 20 or 30 bucks on it, you use it for two or three projects and you go, wow, that was nice, but was it really worth 30 bucks? So I'm trying to figure out ways to use these specialty rulers and I happened to decide that it was the perfect size for my bunting. So I cut out my triangles and surged two sides and I had several packs of bias binding that I bought from Hobby Lobby for projects from a while ago and voila my bunting was done in a few short hours actually probably two and I really have to say it sparkles up that drop ceiling I really like it I could even get crazy and make buntings for every room of the house if I want to it's a fun project if you have a big scrap of, pa of paper of fabric that you love and you love to look at but you don't necessarily want to put it in a quilt um, this was a piece that I wasn't sure if it was cotton or not but it was so beautiful it couldn't go to waste and the nice thing about these things is they're a fabric um, I just used two sides and searched them I didn't put anything in the middle on um, the 
you don't want I don't want them heavy you can take them down and wash them you could put ones up for the season I might, I might get cray cray and I may put all kinds of bunting throughout my whole house because it reminded me so much of um, the great trip that I had to Scotland a couple years ago that was the only time we ever went out of the country and it was the big trip we are trying to plan another big trip to Ireland. Um, we, my husband and I are really into history, and we've been doing a lot of our ancestries uh, genealogy. We even did the DNA test, and I can talk about that on another podcast, but that would be my next trip. Um, it's been a lot of fun working through my scrap bins, and I'll have to say, I'm getting down to the bottom of the scraps. I don't really have very many left. There's just a few pieces of little projects left over here and there. I found one fat quarter bundle that I was uh, gifted as payment for doing some pattern testing, and most everything else in there, I have a couple more fat quarter bundles, is scraps and a few oddball sizes, which makes me feel really good because how I wanted to manage my fabric is by what I need in the colors that I need for the projects I need. I'm going to go through by the end of summer and sort out the tiny pieces and the old pieces. There's some really old pieces in there that are from 10 or more years ago that I'm not in love with anymore. They're too small to gift to anybody and I'm just going to sort through. I do this about every year, once a year, and throw out the pieces that have no further value. Some are tiny and some are just old and starting to get fabric rot. So they will be pitched. So that's what I've been working on, um, kind of in between the waves of big projects. And my goal is to get my quilts done. Uh, in between a few customer quilts and if my committed quilt making gets to be a really big chunk of time over the next few months I may have to take a hiatus from taking customer quilts for long arming but we'll find we'll we'll figure that out as we go because um it will all play itself out on my commitments to making some quilts for dedicated projects. So anyway, that's where I'm at. I'm just chilling, relaxing, enjoying summer. We finally got some warm weather. June was cold. It's been in the 80s here on the 45th parallel, which is a big deal when it gets hot because we're not used to it. My fairy garden is filled in and the few pieces I have that is making the shires, which is my, my gardening theme. You have to really look at it with one eye and your head tip to see Hobbitville and Shire, but it's there. Believe me, um, and with this cold June, a strange thing happened in the bigger garden in the back. My yucca plant has not bloomed in years, and I thought it was probably done. Sent up a huge bloom, and in this hot weather, I think it's going to, to flower. I can't believe it. My roses have not done well this year. Um, we had some rose shafers is what my friends call them. I'm not big on gardening pests. And so the flowers haven't made it. And the Mr. Lincoln rose up at the corner of the house that my dad planted, I don't think made it. My husband has taken on the big project of the overgrown bed up on the borders around the house. Oh, it was awful. And all the woody stemmed plants intermingled lilacs, Russian sage and the rambling roses. So he has been digging them out as well as the broken privet bushes. The snow had ruined their shape and they were just too, too big and too 
um, messy to keep there anymore. And so we're starting over on that. And we're going to keep that bed. Once it's all dug out, we're going to let it sit fallow for the rest of the shear. It's mulch and let it just rest and see if new growth happens from any root tips. And I'm going to put hostas in there, which I have a lot from a rescued from that bed. A few other non-woody plants. And I really like of bumblebee and um, hummingbird flowers. And so I want to put some shastas and some echinacea. And I have a perennial geranium that they like real well too. These things don't seem to grow so much that they overtake things in our short growing season. And I can manage the digging on that. Those woody stemmed plants, I couldn't dig them. And hostas, I can keep, we can keep those manageable too. So that's my update on the gardening and just relaxing and enjoying the yard. We have a fruit tree that the birds are going absolutely crazy on. So I've been sitting outside occasionally just watching the birds and listening to their arguments over who gets the berries on that tree. Um, I think it's that time where you know it's going to get super busy. So just chilling, spending time with family, spending time with friends that I don't get to see often, eating out, having a drink, and just taking the slow life because I know the fast moving trains moving into the station. Enjoy your day. Have a very, very relaxing weekend and enjoy the warm, wonderful days that summer offers. And I'll come back and talk to you in the next couple weeks because the busyness will start then. Thanks for listening.